Well, let's talk movies. And one of our producers here at RNZ, Sam Hollis, is also a movie reviewer. He joins me now. Hi there. Kia ora, Jesse. We really are enjoying Freaky Friday, aren't we? Yeah, it's such good fun. Yeah. <laughs> Highlight of the week always. <laughs> yeah. Um, not all jobs are fun ones on this show, but uh, putting together Freaky Friday is uh, one that uh, people often put their hand up for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for your part in it. And no worries. also, thank you for seeing some movies on our behalf. Yeah, happy to. To tell us whether they're any good or not. And um, the first one's been getting a lot of marketing. It's called the flash yeah so this is the latest movie in the dc comics world of superhero movies this one's directed by andy muschietti uh who people might know from the it films this is obviously a very different thing uh but that's kind of his most recent thing that he's put his names to uh this came out in cinemas yesterday uh so ezra miller is back here as barry allen and his alter ego the flash uh obviously based on the comic book character they appeared in other dc films uh like like Batman vs Superman, he showed up, and Justice League, but this is his first solo movie that focuses solely on this character. Uh-huh. Um, as far as you know, is it the first Flash movie of all time? I believe so. There yeah. was either there was either a very low budget movie or TV show in like the eighties or nineties. I <laughs> want to say it rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've never. I've definitely never seen it, but there was something. So this isn't the first live action Flash, but it might be the first movie, mm-hmm. um, and certainly the first one with any real money behind it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've got Ezra Miller here playing the title character. You've also got Michael Shannon uh, plays the villain of this film, General Zod, uh, plus an endless stream of cameos from other DC characters and Justice League members. Um, so the plot here revolves around the Flash discovering that his uh, super speed abilities have developed to the point where he can run fast enough to go back in time. Perfect. Um, so simultaneously with this, he continues to be tortured by the memory of his... His mother, who was killed when he was young, uh, and his dad is currently serving a prison sentence for her death that he is innocent of. Uh, So Barry decides he's going to use this new power he's discovered to go back in time and change these events to save his mother. Hang on, hasn't he watched the first Back to the Future movie? You can't change things in the past. They never learn. They never learn. Altering the present. Exactly, exactly. And this is what happens. And with this, we have, you know, another multiverse movie with uh, many different realities and like you like you assume it causes a world of problems um so yeah um like i said this is another multiverse movie i mean i'm I'm just gonna be honest up front i was not a big fan of this um Mm. i'm just getting a bit sick of this thing and i mean the interesting thing with this people care about this multiverse idea honestly it leaves me so cold it's just it's i think it's an interesting premise and it gives you interesting places to go and i mean in in comic books i I was not interesting enough for every single movie to be about a multiverse no no i agree and i think uh, the interesting thing with this was is that this was originally scheduled to come out in 2018 and it's been pushed back many many times and I think if it had come out in 2018 this might have seemed like a novel concept Mm. but you know we've since had Everything Everywhere All at Once winning Best Picture that was a multiverse film Marvel has gone deep into it I mean there's there's another superhero movie in cinemas right now that is a multiverse story and I think it's just overload because you know this movie Everything Everywhere All at Once yeah exactly exactly well put I mean this is just packed to the brim of 
you know, with cameos and Easter eggs to other DC movies, and, and not even just these recent DC movies, like going all the way back to the 70s and 80s. And at this point, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. It just leaves me cold. I feel like I've seen it. And you just end up with a movie that's filled with references that don't really have any consequence on the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, fan service, I understand it. It can be a lot of fun. But when you get bashed over the head with it, I think it just ends up being distracting. Um And the other thing that struck me with this movie that I won't harp on too much about, but I honestly think this has some of the worst CGI that I've seen (laughs) in recent years. That's strange, eh? Yeah. You'd think that would be the one thing that would get right. Yeah, especially considering it was meant to come out in 2018 and they've had five extra years to work on it. Um, (laughs) But watching it, I I couldn't tell if the intention was for it to look cartoonish or if it was supposed to look real, but particularly the fighting scenes stood out for me. The characters just look like they're made of rubber. And it really distracted me and took me out of the film. Um, the the one thing I should mention that, you know, amongst all those Easter eggs and nostalgia, the one that did uh, get me was that we have Michael Keaton returning as Batman in this movie. And he plays a pretty major uh, character what? in the film. Yeah, so one of these alternate realities that The Flash goes back to is the reality of the 1989 and 1992 Batman movies. So you have old man Michael Keaton back as Batman. Oh. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun. Cool. I hope it was a well. He, yeah, he did a great job. And, you know, I mean, I was a massive fan of those movies as a kid. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that they didn't just delegate him to a cameo. Like, he's a really crucial character in this film. And Michael Keaton is clearly enjoying himself. So that was really cool. I mean, yeah. um, so overall, clearly I wasn't too into this movie. But there were things to enjoy. I mean, um, there's been a lot going on with Ezra Miller. And I might encourage people to sort of look into some of the things that he's been accused of and some of the things going on with them. Uh, oh, really? Is he problematic? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, okay. I, so I might oh, encourage I people that. to, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the weeds with it now, but I would yeah. encourage people maybe to look that up to, um, you know, just understand what they're going into. But, um, you know, focusing on the movie itself, I thought they did a great job in the movie. Um, and, and when it focuses on The Flash and Barry's story, there are some really great moments. It just gets so bogged down with everything else going on that at a certain point it just lost me. So it's not the highest recommendation from me, but, you know, if you're into this thing, you're into it, you're going to go see it anyway. And, you know, it wasn't the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. But. DC is obviously working. These two big comic book franchises and Marvel has had everything in the last few years, right? Like They just had the, uh, they had the jump on it and I think DC has been, been playing catch up ever since then. And, yeah. You know, I think but this Marvel... idea of using some of their heritage um, characters and, you know, getting interest that way because as a movie goer, it's a real Easter egg to go along and and get the nostalgia of seeing someone who played Batman the what the late 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's what it's going for. I think it's just when you overload it, it just starts to feel like a real desperate plea for applause. And, you know, it was interesting sitting in a cinema. I was with the opening night crowd last night and... Um, yeah, there were people who were, who were there who were a little bit older in years and they were thrilled with those moments. And then I saw some uh, maybe late teens, early 20s uh, people in the audience who didn't have a clue why Michael Keaton was suddenly yeah. in this movie. You know, yeah, yeah. so it was an in- interesting uh, range of reactions. But, you know, and, and I there's a lot that I haven't spoiled and that I won't spoil. A lot of, 
reveals along those lines that um, people will get a real kick out of. So yeah, there, there Michael Keaton's in the trailer, by the way. So uh, yeah, no that, that's there. why I went into him. It's, it's being acknowledged in the marketing. Uh, speaking of which, who plays Supergirl? Asking for a friend. Oh, uh, Supergirl is played by Sasha Calais, I believe. Okay. Um, which I, I wasn't familiar with her before. She She's kind cool. of a supporting role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because okay. um, they did away with Superman recently, so I think they needed a replacement. But what yeah, do you mean they did away? With, oh, is that a spoiler as well? Well, no, no. You just need to be up with all the the DC movies. Oh I just gosh. don't have time right now to fill you yeah. in on fifteen. We movies. just started. I mean, we, we our kids were really young when the Marvel thing was happening, so we've just started from the very beginning. We just watched Iron Man, hmm. and then Iron Man two, and then Thor. So it might be quite some time before we get to the DC ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was the thing with Marvel. They just had a stronger... They were stronger off the jump. Iron Man was a really great start for them, whereas DC, with their recent run, has just kind of never been able to get off the starting line. Um, And I think they've sort of been clawing away at it, trying to catch up with Marvel ever since. Um, So stick with Marvel. You'll you'll be happy. Thanks, Sam. What about the the Flash? What about the Covenant? Yeah, so this is the new film from Guy Ritchie. This is available on Amazon Prime today. Uh, Quite different for him, though. This is a a war movie, um, a a war thriller, I should say. Um, And yeah, it's very different for him. I mean, as soon as you hear Guy Ritchie, your mind immediately goes to, you know, crime comedy. You think Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, The Gentleman. Um, But this is clearly in a very different vein. So this stars Jake Gyllenhaal as John Kinley, a U.S. Army sergeant, uh, and co-stars Dar Salim as his Afghan uh, interpreter, Ahmed. Uh, And it's set in 2018, so it's right at the back end of the war in Afghanistan. And it starts off as a fairly typical war movie uh, with some big set pieces, and then an unanticipated raid leaves these two men uh, who initially don't seem to like each other very much uh, stranded together and they're on the run from the Taliban. So it goes from this quite large-scale war epic to this really intimate story of these two men. Uh, And I actually found it really interesting. I mean, I I have a slightly fraught relationship with Guy Ritchie's films. I I love a few of them and hate a lot of them. Um, So this film, for me, really served as a nice change of pace for him. Um, I thought his style of you know dynamic spontaneous direction worked really well but i wasn't sure how well it was going to gel with kind of a war Mm. movie setting uh but i think it did it did work really well and it would probably be my favorite film of his that i've seen in recent years um it does lean into the action aspects there were some really really great action sequences in here um set to a gorgeous original score but um it was it was really the intimate moments that that grabbed me the most i think so um i do think this one's worth checking out Sam Hollis, thank you very much. Thank you. Sam's been at the movies. He went to see The Covenant and also The Flash, the new superhero film in the DC Comics universe.